Hello, my name is Paul Harvey and I am a midlife coach and you are listening to a life, passion and business shortcast. Now over the last few years I have spoken to hundreds of people and I've discovered that our story is everything because what we do, feel or experience is based on the stories that we tell ourselves. This shortcast is a bite-sized episode to explore the ingredients of a good life. We bring out the thoughts, tips and tools so you can try them on for size. So let's explore and see what is possible. Hello and welcome to A Reflection. Today I round off our series that has been on feelings and emotions and we're dealing with the big one, the one that gets so misrepresented and confused. It's love. I mean, what is love? It's quite a complicated thing to say. It's quite difficult to describe what it is. There are thousands of photographs of loving couples. Couples staring into each other's eyes with loving, with longing eyes of loving. And yet, are they loving each other or are they desiring each other? Love and desire get mixed up a lot, particularly in music and in poetry. Because a lot of the time, What is being expressed is a need, a loss, a loss of someone. Someone's walked out of my house, I need you, you've you've walked out of my life, please don't go. All of those emotions are not about anything to do with necessarily a pureness of love. They are about the loss of that association, that person, and potentially the passion that they shared together. Because pure love would be total acceptance. Of whatever. Now I'm not decrying passion here, we all have that that hormonal itch that needs to be scratched. But just because you're scratching an itch does not necessarily mean it's love. Love is something that is beyond the passion that we experience. And yet it's not often said. I think he, I don't think I've actually heard a single piece of music which talks about the simplicity of being in love with someone. It's not about the spending the night together. It's about the simple acts of brushing one's teeth together. It's about the simple acts of knowing what someone wants or needs before they want it. So that's love in relationships. And that's why it's so complicated to deal with this subject, particularly in the short podcast, because love in relationships is always a challenge. There are always difficulties around this because it's hard to get over the sex bit first. So how do you find the perfect relationship? Well, I can tell you from experience, because I went through this journey too, it's about loving the self. It's about knowing who you are and what you want. Because when we know where our values are, when we know what we want for ourselves, then it's easy to find a match, a person that has similar values. They act the same as we do. They see the world in the same way as we do. And that makes a difference. Yes, it is possible to be with someone that has different values. Of course it is. But it will always be a compromise in those situations. That said, back in time, arranged marriages or marriages of convenience were normal. And in many cultures, arranged marriages are still a thing. When you look back in time and think about how relationships have been over the last 100, 200 years, 
I suspect there was a time when marriage for love was quite rare. And I don't have any evidence for this. But you think of the aristocracy would have married for money, for title. When you think of royalty, they always married for political expedience. Marrying for love has nothing to do with it. What happens in many of those circumstances, it's the association that we make with someone. It's the connection that we make with someone over a period of time where love starts to grow. Where where being with the person, so love can grow where there was none before, just by being together. And there is good biological reasoning behind this. There's a thing called oxytocin, that when we spend time looking into someone's eyes, being with them, feelings are developed in the body which are associated with love. It's kind of a chemical reaction. We used to see this bonding process happening a lot in the film industry. There was always a good story, a good gossip story about leading lady and and uh, and man getting together and cheating on their partners. Worked on screen as lovers for months and months and months together on a film. And I suspect it still goes on, but doesn't make the papers these days. But there's also an awareness that this bonding process can happen. So that's mixing up love and passion. So let's move on to, to other aspects of love, maybe love in a more general context. If we move away from relationships and look at just life in general, you can say, I love walking in the hills, or I love riding my motorbike. And we would use that term quite commonly. So what is that? What is it about loving doing something, some, loving some activity? It would indicate that love is a collection of feelings or thoughts associated with an activity. See, love doesn't have to be pleasure either. I am training to run a marathon and I put my body through stress to get there. And I enjoy it. Now, would I say I love it? Probably not. But would I miss it? Absolutely. So there is something in there that I am getting from this journey that I am on. People do hobbies and things which they find themselves in a state of flow. So maybe that's a clue. Maybe in a state of flow is being in a place of love. That's an interesting concept to explore. Certainly in spiritual circles, they will say God is love or to be with God is to be in love. And certainly there is a sense of when you can really appreciate something for its natural beauty or for its aliveness, there is some intangible feeling which comes from that, which probably I could say is love. What would you call it? I live near the Findhorn Foundation, which is a multi-faith spiritual community. It's a training organisation that people come to experience what life is living, what it's like to live in a community with some sort of spiritual values. One of the things that they stress to everybody is everything is done as though it were love in action. So whether someone is cooking a meal or cleaning a space, it is done as though there's a reverence or an importance to it, as though it was loved. And of course, this does take practice. When we take on a role or a job and do it from a place of calm, peace, happiness, love, we do a better job. And the result is tangibly better. Now, I'm sure you can think about it. If you were to cook a meal or cook something when you were absolutely storming angry, you would probably be less thorough about how you cook something. You'd probably burn bits of it or, or 
the over-generous or under-generous with various ingredients. You would do it in a way that was not conducive for producing a good meal. When we come at something with the right energy, that is love in action. But here's the thing. Love is a wonderful healer. When we express love, and we each have to find our own way of doing this, but it's just as simply as looking at something and saying, I love you, it's powerful. When we express love, it actually heals us and it heals the person or the thing that we're expressing it to. The most powerful love exercise I've ever done was looking into a mirror and saying, I love you. And I urge you to try this. Just look into a mirror, look into your own eyes in the mirror and say, I love you. And if you find that hard, I understand because sometimes it is. The first time I did it, I cried. I started with things like, I like you, I appreciate you, and worked up to, I love you. But when you can look yourself in the face and say, I love you, I appreciate you, it changes your world. It's about self-acceptance, and it actually feels good. If you have mastered the mirror exercise, you can try another one, which I did years ago, which is about expressing love to other people not publicly but just doing it in your own mind like looking at someone and saying i love you and the point is when we look at people particularly in supermarkets is a great place because you you are aware of people around you but you're not truly interacting it's a great opportunity to see people without actually seeing them now if you're anything like me there will be judgments we I always make a snap decision about someone when I actually see them, if I actually see them at all. But the point about this exercise is, is, is it's, it releases the judgment. You look at someone and go, I love you. And any judgments that you might have had instantly dissolve and you accept them for who or whatever they are. You just accept them. That simple act of saying in your mind, I love you, is amazingly liberating. It means that you accept them as they are. One of the masters of this kind of material is Mariana Williamson and she wrote a book called Return to Love and the whole book deals with relationships with work and all aspects of love and how love will heal the surroundings and what is amazing about when you do this kind of work is it comes back at you in some way. Love, acceptance and forgiveness are all connected. And when we express them, we heal both ourselves and the world around us. Somehow in this world, we need to find space to love everyone, even the people who we dislike the most. Because when we do love those people, only then can change really happen. And yes, I know that is difficult. That needs to be worked on. The point is, change happens with peace, love and understanding. It doesn't happen from anger, violence and hatred. That only creates more anger, violence and hatred. Some questions for you. What does love mean to you? Could you write something down? Could you explore that idea, what it means to you? Try the exercises. How would you feel looking in a mirror saying I love you? And could you do the supermarket exercise? It will be fascinating to hear how you get on with these exercises. At the end of the day, 
love is always the answer. So that's it from me for this week. So as always, thank you so much for being on the journey with me. Do check out the website, lifepassionandbusiness.com. If you're new to this podcast, we always put out a Sunday reflection. And we put out a Wednesday interview, which covers someone's life story relative to the five questions of passion, success, contribution, the one question and meaning. And if you want to know more about the five questions, do check out the website lifepassionateandbusiness.com where there is some resources for you to explore the five questions. Because to me, when you have an answer to those simple questions, you are on track, on the path towards a good life. If you've enjoyed this show, give us a like, or even better, write a comment and a review, or share it with a friend. I'll catch you next time. Thanks for your time and attention. I'll catch you next time. All the best.